It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice-cold Coca-Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20-ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite, or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy. This is the Cubs-related podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. And if you are hearing my voice while the Cubs are still in the middle of a series, it means that something happened. Something happened that necessitated us getting on and recording a podcast for you. I am not joined by Brendan tonight, but I am joined by the editor-in-chief of the aforementioned CubsInsider.com, Evan Altman. And again, all of this means that something has happened. We talked all off-season. If something happened at the winter meetings or something happened with Bryce Harper, etc., as it related to the Cubs, we would jump on and we would break it down. And Evan, by God, that's Craig Kimbrell's music. The Chicago Cubs in agreement with Craig Kimbrell, the active leader for saves in all of Major League Baseball. Evan, I throw it to you as the editor-in-chief of CubsInsider.com. Give me some deets on, on the contract, what we're looking at here, and just your initial reaction to, while it's June, when we initially thought about jumping on for an emergency podcast, we had kind of figured that might be in like, I don't know, January, something along those lines. Uh, but here we are in June, and Theo has made a move. What do we think about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, just right off the top without even digging into all the details, I think just just the concept of finally going out there, right? And and we all, I think, have seen, although actually, you know, I think we have sort of glossed over that he, he wasn't quite the same Craig Kimbrell we were used to, had a lot of walks in the second half last year, really didn't look great in the playoffs. But if we dial that back and say, hey, this is a legitimate, experienced closer. Even when he was walking a bunch of dudes, he still had like 14 or 15 strikeouts per nine innings. I mean, this is a guy who can miss bats, which if you were watching Wednesday night's game, you know darn well the Cubs bullpen cannot do with any kind of regularity. So um, you got to love it. And I think, you know, the fact that that he came into this um, he wanted, we all know, he wanted a situation where he could pitch the ninth inning. He wanted to be guaranteed the ninth. The Cubs can do that for him. Brandon Morrow's not coming back. He wanted initially a ton of money. He came back off of that. From what it looks like, it's a it's a $43 million fully guaranteed. He'll get $10 million this season. And that's that's not pro-ready. He just gets $10 million this year. $16 million each of the next two seasons. So 2020 and 2021. Sixteen million apiece, and then there is a buyout on the final season. There's a one million dollar buyout. I don't know. I don't think we have seen what that additional fourth year is at. At least not that I've seen anywhere. So we just know he's got the one million. I would assume it's in that kind of fifteen, sixteen million neighborhood. Um, so forty three million guaranteed. So for what he was looking for initially. You know, initially maybe a hundred over five years, 
to come down from that. The Cubs can actually lock that in uh, over these next few years without a ton of money. This year is basically a wash. Ben Zobris doesn't come back. I, I, just, I think you have to look at it and love it from every possible angle, and you worry about the the walks and things like that. Talk about that stuff later. Get this guy regularly and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think you. we talked about how once the draft compensation went away, that this was a sort of no-brainer of a move for the Cubs to make. If you can get him just for money, and especially in comparison, you know, obviously we saw this team pay a hefty price for a world as Chapman in the 2016 season, which did lead them to winning the World Series, in case anybody forgot. But to not have to do that, and also when you look at what this ultimately shakes out at and say, okay, like if you can have Craig Kimbrell, if he is anywhere sniffing, his, you know, kind of best self, right? You're getting this for a bargain. But I think the biggest thing to me, Evan, is the trickle-down effect. And and obviously, you're getting Craig Kimber, you are getting a bona fide elite, you know, pr- like future Hall of Fame closer, someone who right now will come into this situation with the Cubs with 333 career saves. So that's amazing, right? And and great to have in that ninth inning and great to have that presence. Like you said, someone that can immediately come in and with bat, miss bats, someone who sits in the upper 90s. I think he was, you know, Brendan Miller uh, of Brendan Miller. Uh, Brendan, who you guys know from this, this podcast uh, of CubsInsider.com, wrote earlier how he was touching 100 in the 2018 season down the stretch there. So you're obviously adding that to this bullpen. But the trickle-down effect is, I think, the the biggest key, and we've talked about that on here. So now you're able to move guys like Strope and Ciszek down one rung. So now if you get a starter like tonight with Darvish through six innings, you can turn to Ciszek, Strope, and Kimbrell and lock this thing down, and we don't have to hear from any of these other names that you know have kind of given us a, a little bit of concern from the beginning to now portion of the season. And it's big for guys like that, big for guys like Carl, Kinsler, Brock, who struggled on Wednesday night, and even some of these other guys that they bring up, you know, Maples they just sent down, but when he comes back up, you're able to use those guys in lower leverage spots, let them really get on a roll, and if you're able to add to that kind of like C-Sheck strope area with guys that you trust, we've obviously seen Carl there in the past, he had another really good outing on Wednesday night. It, it now you're you you're able to kind of like shift your focus from man this bullpen is a point of concern like what are we going to do here to okay now I can kind of start to see the pieces falling in order to how this is a really good bullpen and with the trade deadline still looming you could even add more to this and just keep making it better so kudos to the front office for pouncing on this you know the draft compensation went up what, like a day ago, two days ago when the draft began? So they obviously wasted no time getting these conversations going and getting him to Wrigley Field. So I think this is uh, a big move and one that had to be made, and I'm pumped, Evan. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you when you look at it, it you know, this is one of those things, especially for a Cubs team that did not, you know, they stood their ground, it, whether whether that's a good or a bad thing, however you want to look at it, right? I'm not I'm not presented. I don't like the way they went into free agency, but they said we don't have any money, but we're going to maintain some flexibility. And we saw them kind of get lucky, I think, in that other teams did not also pursue Kimbrel. 
And from the sounds of it, it was really down to the Cubs and the Twins and a report that's out there that uh, Ken Rosenthal had retweeted. Uh, I don't can't see who it's from for right now. But the Twins weren't willing to go past two years. And so for the Cubs to not only go for pretty significant money, um, you know, at 16, the, the same kind of money they were not willing to shell out for Wade Davis, um, you know, and, and he did get a, a pretty big deal. And I, I think they were right not to do that. But, you know, they were unwilling to pursue Aroldis Chapman, who who ended up getting a ton of money in free agency after he left Chicago. They didn't want to sign big on, you know, they, they didn't want to go after guys like Adam Warren. Right. right. They had to move money around for some other things. So for them to do this, to out not just to spend, but to outspend the other teams that were were potentially out there, I think is a really good sign. I mean, part of that's the Zobris thing. Part of that is the marquee network and, and kind of money being solidified. So I think we are seeing that that the Cubs will and can spend while we, which we all knew they could that they could spend the fact that they are willing to right now. Is a is a good sign, and I and I don't think they're done, especially after we watch what happened. But again, uh, he does, as you said, solidifies that all the way down the line. And according to what Jeff Passan has said, the thought is the the physical is Thursday. Kimbrel could be with the Cubs as soon as June twentieth, so it may only be like a two week ramp up period for him to make it through because he's been keeping up with his workouts. So we'll see if that's accurate, but. The initial reports are really, really good on his availability. Yeah, and that would be great. Obviously, getting in him in there as soon as possible would be wonderful. We've heard, you know, Tony Barnett continuing his rehab. Brandon Morrow throwing, you know, I think no one is really counting on any contribution from him, but if you're able to get him back down the stretch here and add his velocity and, and power to this bullpen, you're, you're looking at a very strong group. And and again, like now that you add this this big name, the guy who's going to be anchoring the, the ninth inning, it allows the front office, I think, to go into this trade deadline and not have to look necessarily at the, the highest tier of guys. You know, you can kind of just, again, add to that mix of guys to play the role similar to C-Sheck and Strope, kind of bridge the gap to Kimbrel. But without Kimbrel, you know, maybe you're heading into that. I know there were a lot of our, you know, kind of prospect-hugging friends in, in the Cubs online community that were looking at this bullpen situation and, and getting a little scared for some of their guys, thinking that the the way they're going to address this bullpen is at the trade deadline and, and probably by paying the steepest price available. But again, getting Kimbrel, you don't give up the draft pick, you don't give up any prospect capital, just money and not really that much money if we're looking toward like, you know, future payroll stuff. So yeah, again, for me, this is this is a slam dunk move and really something that I, I it's hard to say that like they didn't have a choice, but with this option out there and the bullpen problems that they have been having, this was really kind of a no brainer unless Kimbrel was asking for something that was you know, just an astronomical contract or amount. And that did not turn out to be the case. So I think that this is certainly an exciting move. And, you know, with the, again, as we're recording this Wednesday night after the Cubs took the second game uh, with the Rockies, Brendan and I will come back on Friday morning, late Thursday night and recap the Angels game, this this series with Colorado. But this is the Craig Kimbrell episode of this podcast. So we just wanted to to jump on and do that. But they signed Craig Kimbrell 
uh, you know, pending the physical, of course, the, the formalities. The Brewers have given up, I think, about like 24 runs to the Miami Marlins in the last like 24 hours. Uh, and the Cubs are back in sole possession of first place. So, you know, we had that beginning portion of the season, Evan, where they go two and seven. We we came out, you know, finishing that that series with the Cardinals in a two and eight stretch. But this week got off to a good start with that win against the Angels and, and Mike Trout coming to Wrigley Field, and it's only continued to get better. So it's it's been a little bit of like a, a roller coaster for parts of this season. But I think. Tonight is a good night uh, in Chicago, in Wrigley Field, and in Cubdom uh, across the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's all kind of, you know, and it it had that sense like all's well that ends well, right? So you sign the stud reliever, then the bullpen goes on to almost implode and give yeah. away an 8-3 to three lead, and then, you know, you kind of salt that victory away, and you still have Craig Kimbrell. So it's like there's a whole bunch to feel really good about, um, and you know, the momentum that the Cubs have now, and especially, you know, against a Rockies team that came in really hot yeah, and against a guy in Marquez and, you know, and now they get a rookie tomorrow, even though he's a top prospect, you know, no John Gray, you get to go up against uh, this, the, the rookie they called up whose name is escaping me right now. But um, a lot of things are looking. And then, like you said, with the Brewers, things are breaking in the Cubs direction in a good way. And these are just the kinds of things that you see in the, and the energy that you get from something like that. And I think that's, we can't quantify that, but going right along with the fact that Kimbrell solidifies the rest of the things, like this is the kind of move that uh, the the guys in the office are never going to admit it. They're never going to sit there and say, Oh God, the bullpen, you know, we got to turn it over to these guys again, but you know, darn well, those guys are looking at this, and even the guys in the bullpen, because some of them are going like, "Oh God, man, I don't, I don't really like this." You know, Steve Ciszek probably doesn't. Maybe he likes closing. He shouldn't be, you know. But those guys all get to move down. Hey, they get somebody else who's who's better who will drive that competition. I think everyone on the team has to understand, like, we're okay, we're going for it. These guys are legit. They didn't spend this off season. They said they were going to. Now they got us some help. This is big time. Let's go. And that energy is contagious. And so I love it from all those angles. Yeah, absolutely. I think even if the the guys would have confidence in whoever's coming out of that bullpen, it's definitely a message uh, that is sent and received, even, you know, by us, the fans. Like, this isn't a half measure. This is about as full of a measure as we could possibly have taken. Like, yeah, it was until June, but nobody else was playing ball here either. You know, all the other teams that, you know, have bullpen needs waited until the Cubs got him at this point as well. So, you know, this is definitely that message of like, there is a, a sort of like savior that's going to bust through those doors and his name is is Craig Kimbrell. So I think from that perspective, it's definitely exciting and does send that message. And for Kimbrell, hopefully that translates as well. Like he is not coming into, you know, he could have been pursued by anybody this whole offseason, any range of teams. Obviously, you would expect competing teams to be the ones in the market for a high price closer. But I think for him to finally now have a home for for a few years, get that settled. He probably didn't make as much money as he was hoping to, but it's uh, especially to you and I, Evan, a, a very large sum of money. And well, to you at least, yes, I, to me you know. at least. Evan's got that blogger money, baby. Um, but 
I I do think that, you know, you hope that he comes in and is energized by this. He's got himself a a home for a few years. He is the closer. That is obviously part of, you know, kind of the deal here. And he's coming into a, a winning situation. He's immediately competing for a division. He's immediately competing for the playoffs. And, you know, you know that he he just won a World Series in Boston. I, I, I would think that he, you know, has that fire and in in that competitive spirit still burning, uh, you know, after not being able to participate. You know, a lot of these guys are competitors and sitting on the sidelines for this long, I'm sure is not enjoyable to them when you know, uh, I can help this team, I can help any of these teams you know, secure a playoff spot and and do some work down the stretch here. So I, I think from a morale sense, right, it's it's a, a slam dunk move all around. The the team currently in the clubhouse should be energized by this. Kimbrel should be energized by this. The fans should be energized by this. So yeah, I mean, g- giddy up. Uh, it, you know, this is, like I said, one of those things where this is kind of a podcast we were maybe prepared to record six months ago, but I'm not really complaining about the timing. You know, you're, you're the, the Cubs, again, back in sole possession of first place on Wednesday night, and then you add Craig Kimbrell to that mix. And especially, Evan, like going back to the kind of like trickle-down effect thing, like Carl has had some good outings lately. He was good in this game on Wednesday night. He came into a dirty inning with a runner in scoring position, and he's able to uh, get through, again, like you said, a, a Rockies lineup that has been hot, has been winning a lot of games. And you start to, again, put the pieces together like, okay, Kimbrell's going to get the ninth. Strope is is back. He, he, he makes his return uh, and gets a save in the game on Tuesday. You know, so he's looking good. Ciszek, hopefully, you know, now doesn't have to pitch every other day, every day, whatever he's been doing for the last like year and a half, basically. You can kind of calm that down. But then you start to look and say, okay, Carl's putting together a really nice stretch here. He's looking good. Maybe add him to that mix. And and you start to look at these other guys, you know, and, and Brandon Kinsler has been very good for the Cubs in the 2019 season and through early parts of the season was asked to pitch in some pretty extremely high leverage spots. And now you can kind of look at him and say, okay, he's our ground ball guy and he's been getting good results, but we don't need him out there necessarily in a one run game in the eighth inning or the ninth inning if C-Sheck is unavailable or something like that. You know, now you can use him and Wednesday night is a good example just because Darvish, uh, you know, that pitch count got run up, unfortunately, by a lot of good at bats by, by those Rockies guys. But it's just a good example of when the starter doesn't go deep in the game, but you've still got a tight game to protect. Kinsler's a good person for like that that first out of the pen guy, and then you're not, you still have those high leverage guys later in the game. So, you know, again, like even if they don't get Kimbrell at his absolute best, right, you know, like his elite status, even if it's a tick below that, you know, and the, the walks are, are still an issue, but whatever, right? Like this still has a a major effect on this team, not just limited to Craig Kimbrell's performance. And I, and I think that's why I'm particularly so excited. Like for a concern that we've had as it relates to the bullpen going back all the way, basically until this off season started up until today, like, you know, what, three hours ago, basically, uh, or at least until stroke got back for sure. Like, to, I, I feel t- 
totally re-energized about this bullpen. I'm like giddy thinking about like, okay, this is how you can structure some of these games. And there's still moves to be made. You had Maples like making progress. Like he's, he feels like he's almost there. Joe told him, I want this to be the last time that I have this conversation with you about going to the minors. So like, there's just some other pieces you feel like are right there to kind of like bring this thing together. And, you know, certainly you don't want to get carried away. And I'm not like turning this into the Cubs have the best bullpen in the world. Like, no, I'm, I'm trying to rein myself in at least a little bit, Evan. But I am, again, positively giddy thinking about the potential that this group has now that you're able to have at least three high-leverage guys right now in Strope, Ciszek, and whenever Kimbrell gets here. Hopefully it's as soon as Jeff Passan was saying. But the, the, the potential of it all to form into that group that we can feel confident in down the stretch and ultimately in the playoffs is obviously at an all-time high. Yeah, and and I did uh, as I'm kind of combing through here. It looks like it was confirmed that after the uh, the 2022 season is a it's a 16 million dollar vesting option, same as 20 and 21. If and I don't know what the vesting numbers are. One would assume that it's days on the active roster, or perhaps it's a saves number or games pitched or something. If it if it does vest, it's a player option. If it does not vest, it's a team option, and there's a $1 million buyout on it. Clubs um, are only really still on the hook, again, for this season and the next two, after which, hey, if Kimbrell meets it or if he's pitched well enough otherwise for the Cubs to pick that up, great. So that sounds pretty awesome. But, but yeah, I think the real concern, and who cares about 2022 right now, this is a matter of going for it now, of making that move, saying we're all in, and and really, to me, this is a major shot across the bow of the Brewers, right, who have really made their competitive push here last year, other than Christian Yelich, it's with having a really solid bullpen and being able to lock that down. The Cubs are like the opposite. They're just going to hang a bunch of runs on you and hope they can outscore their own bullpen. And, uh, and like you said, there's enough guys now that that Iowa shuttle can be more about is that Adbert Alzale. You know, do they feel strongly, strongly enough about their back end now to pull him up in a way that isn't just, hey, go eat an inning as a fresh arm and go back down? Can they really work that out? Or with Maples, can you now bring him along in less of a high leverage situation where you can let him build into some things? And I, I just I love what this does for them. I think the team is going to be super excited about it. And, and this is just going to be uh, whatever his debut is. I can imagine Wrigley when when the music comes on. Ideally, it's something other than Ted Nugent, but we'll see what he's using this year. Uh, when when that first comes out, he comes in out of the bullpen. That's going to be pretty fun to watch. Wrigley will be rocking indeed. We were we were kind of trying to figure out what exactly his song was because, as as Evan mentioned, I think he was using a Ted Nugent song at one point. But then going back further, I, I saw at least one post from 2014 that he was using Guns N' Roses' "Welcome to the Jungle." So something along those lines will probably be be blasting from Wrigley. I'm I, hey, I got no beef with with Welcome to the Jungle. We're going to want to get a little GNR in Wrigley. I I'm more than happy with that, but yeah, Evan, that'll be a a raucous uh ovation for Craig there. 
and I look forward to it. So I think that that's kind of it for the initial reaction. Again, Brendan and I will get back on, uh, we'll record after the game on Thursday, so we'll talk to you like late Thursday night or early Friday morning whenever you listen to it, but We'll break down the Angels game, this Rocky series, but this was just about Craig Kimbrell, Chicago. You have a new closer, and he is one of the best of all time, and that has got to be uh, pretty exciting, I would think. If you're not at least a little excited by that, I I, I think we may need to check you for a pulse, but uh, especially given the, the, the ups and downs from this bullpen, this was pretty much the best move, I think, unless there's something I don't know of. Uh, this was pretty much the best course of action that, that Theo and company could have taken. And again, they wasted little time in doing so. So I think you have to tip your cap to that. And I agree with you, Evan. This is, I, I think, definitely a, a, a bit of a warning shot to especially those in the NL Central. Like, if you thought the Cubs were going to stick with being content and we don't have any money and, you know, this is, we're going to piece this together... They have, they clearly are not, and and they went out and and found themselves. Uh, I think the best available answers. So, uh, as we always do, I it's I think literally the I think I counted this once. It's like the seventh thing I say on this podcast every single time. Uh, but since you are my guest here and and nice enough to fill in for the unavailable Brendan, what could he be doing, guys? For for those of you that have been listening to me and him for years now, what could he possibly be doing that is more important than talking to you about Craig Kimbrell? We'll never know. I'll leave it to him to if he feels like telling you. I don't know. Uh, but thankful that that Evan is here. So again, even though it is quite literally one of the first things I always say on this podcast. Uh, but Evan, where can we find your work? Well, you can find me at CubsInsider.com. Uh, that is uh, the majority of it. And then you can find me on the Twitters at D. Evan Altman. And uh, very shortly, as of um, a, a recording that will be taking place within the next 24 hours, you will, uh, I'm sorry, no, 48 hours, you'll be able to find me on a new podcast that I will actually be hosting because Lord knows there are not enough Cubs podcasts out there. Um, and so we believe that one is, is going to be called Into the Basket. And uh, it's going to be myself and Julie DeCaro from 670 The Score and uh, and Brad Robinson from WBBM. So an interesting crew. Uh, so yeah, anyway, there's a few places that you can you can find my work. So that'll, and, and it's ever expanding. Or you can even find me on YouTube, Corey. I'm on YouTube with a show called Inside Corner that I haven't updated lately, but uh, I do just talk into a camera for a while if you get bored with just reading what I write. You're so hip. We're, we're, I, we're, our audio is on YouTube, but no video on YouTube. You, you have us beat there. It's crazy. Nobody really wants to see Brendan on camera, though, that's so true. I can understand that that's, that move. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I wasn't going to say it, but you said it, so yeah. Um, so I think that's all we have for you. I, I'm glad we got to do this. Brendan and I were, were you know, always hoping that there was a, a need for an emergency midweek or, or whatever podcast and uh, happy to be doing it. But I, I think suffice it to say, the summary here is very excited. You know, again, like you can dig into some of Kimbrell's second half numbers and, you know, the walk rate rising um, and you know, that, that's that's all there, and, and we'll see what he's able to bring. But even with, uh, you know, some of those things, he is still bringing absolutely electric, powerful 
stuff to the back end of this Cubs bullpen, and a pedigree as a closer that literally few people in all of Major League Baseball history can match. So I think that that alone should have you very excited. The the Cubs have taken a, a very serious full measure to address the uh, up and downs of the bullpen. And again, his name is Craig Kimbrell. So thank you as always for joining us. Again, Brendan and I will talk to you uh, very shortly to, you know, uh, late Thursday night or early Friday morning when the Cubs finish up with the Colorado Rockies. So thank you again for listening. And as always, go Cubs. There's great news during the pandemic. The new Hypermax Oxygen System is here. Doctor approved, clinically tested, at-home oxygen for improved health, fitness, and especially your immunity. Go to HypermaxOxygen.com. See how 300% more oxygen purity works wonders in only 15 short minutes. You're home anyway, so why not build your immunity and much more? HypermaxOxygen.com. That's HypermaxOxygen.com.